0: Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for joining me here at Java with Jen. In today's episode, this one is called Listening Prayer. And I have a special guest who I met in California when I went to a a Hollywood Prayer Network event. And they were doing these cool little workshops where you could go in and receive prophetic prayer. I thought we were going into just like pray for Hollywood, like little intercessory groups, but they actually, I went in and they were praying for me. And so that's how I met Eric, who is my guest today. He is um, the founder of Listening Prayer Ministries, right?
1: That's right. Yep. (laughs)
0: Okay. Just making sure I was like, shoot, wait, I hope I don't have that wrong. Anyways, he's (laughs) the founder of Listening Prayer Ministries, which is totally up my alley because in essence, it's teaching you how to hear God's voice and how to pull that in, in very simple, gentle ways that no matter your denominational background, you could embrace. And so I just love this, Eric, thank you for coming on my show. I'm really excited to dive into this for my listeners and just to even learn more myself.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I love listening prayer and I love talking about it. So happy to be here. (laughs)
0: Well, that works out great. Um, Okay, so Eric, why don't you um, give us a little bit of a backstory? Let me actually share with everybody a little bit about who you are, and then we'll let you kind of fill in the gaps. So Eric is actually, he's a business owner and an investor and a professional problem solver who saw his life turned upside down by listening prayer and an unexpected inner healing journey, which began in his early 20s. In 2014, after more than 16 years of studying, practicing, and receiving prayer ministry, Eric felt led to start running listening prayer workshops and an inner healing prayer ministry within his own church community. Two years later, this evolved into listening prayer ministries, a nonprofit prayer ministry focused on helping people connect to Jesus relationally, experience deep transformation through interactive conversation with Jesus and discover purpose in partnering with him. While Eric has various interests and hobbies, he comes alive when facilitating opportunities for people to connect to Jesus Jesus's voice and partnering with him to help others experience healing and restoration. So we'll get into uh, how you can connect with Eric about this at the end, but Eric, fill in some gaps for us because I love, I had no idea this journey went back so far. For some reason, I was thinking this was like a recent development, Um, but this sounds like this has been like a lifelong journey for you.
1: It it really has been. Uh, I think my first experiences with the idea that God speaks came, I guess my first experience was in junior high. I got a hold of the, I was a, in a Christian school, got a hold of a, um, I think it was Blackaby's book, Experiencing God. Mm. And got into that just sort of on my, on my own. I just felt like there's something to it. God was, felt like I mean, God was leading me to that. And got a lot out of it, although I didn't really feel like I learned to hear God's voice through that experience. There, it was kind of scary to me. I think God at that point was still a little bit kind of that, that angry, oh. uh, demanding God. And I think the idea of hearing God's voice kind of scared me at that time. So I think that made it hard, but it opened my mind to the idea that God is a God who speaks to us. Um, then I ran. I was in an inter-varsity in college. Um, we went off on a retreat, and it was my junior year they did something called a Holy Spirit workshop, and they started introducing the idea of you know that God speaks and God does it maybe in ways that maybe are a little outside of the ways we typically think about it. And we started to experiment with some of that, and sure enough, we did some exercises around learning to hear God's voice uh, through our imaginations. Mm-hmm. And I tried it out, and sure enough, things started to show up, and I realized, oh, this is how God speaks to me, or at least a primary way. And once that light bulb came on, um, that really opened up a whole new world for me in terms of what was possible uh, in my relationship with God. Um, and God started just kind of, once he lit that up for me, it, and then you kind of ran with it, and all of a sudden, it was. Um, it, I just had these started having these experiences with God that were just took me from a more of a rational kind of, I would say, conservative approach to uh, to, to life and faith and really started to kind of turn it upside down. And I was like, okay, God is very real, mm-hmm. uh, very different than who I thought he was. Um, and I got kind of started an inner healing journey in my twenties that just showed me a God who was very uh, involved, very intimate, very kind, mm-hmm. uh, very, I would say very, um, not as hard and angry as I thought he was growing up, yeah. very accessible, um, and just had just knew exactly what needed to be done in my life to mm. to either remove blocks that were preventing me from connecting to him or just just God was just he was just like teaching me and talking to me about things that were going on in my life that um, helped me through things that I didn't know how to navigate I was just a completely overwhelmed by. Uh, so I just found that through that process I, I really learned to hear God's voice through kind of that inner healing journey mm. um, and saw God talk to me about things that were very personal, very intimate. And, and experiences were always very interesting because I would see these pictures, not know what they meant. And then the way he would talk about it and weave it all together and tie that into things in my past and just, and then bring me through it on the other side and have it all connect and mean something It was, I was like, okay, there's no way I'm making this up. Yeah. So it built a lot of faith. It's like, this is Jesus. Only Jesus could do this. And I was seeing Jesus' character and personality in it and his care and love for me and i was seeing just amazing fruit in my life from it. So i was like okay this is this is the this is the jam this is this is i mean i love scripture you know love a lot of what we tend to do in terms of maybe like traditional church but like i was like this is the hidden secret man this, this is like the <laughs> long lost secret that the church needs like we need more of this um, and so that's what it, it and by my, my early 30s kind of felt that sense of like, okay, I don't think this is by this experience that I've had to my twenties is not by accident. Mm. I felt God was saying like, this is something that you get to help people with. Um, I didn't know that really what that meant or what that would look like, but I just started to kind of invest more in some training around that. And, uh, and just looking and waiting and just seeing what God might open up. And mm. sure enough, that's kind of what ended up happening in my, I had a, it was about eight years ago, nine years ago, started at a new church. Um, it was it was a young church about a year old mm. a lot of folks are similar to me who came out of more conservative church backgrounds i was kind of pres- pres- presbyterian baptist mm. upbringing um and a lot of folks were in this church were the same but it was a charismatic church and folks were like open to these things but you know a little bit um not quite sure what to do with it not sure how to, how to talk about it how to grow in it sure. but i knew this thing listening to prayer worked really well so i was like hey uh, this is a like perfect tool to bring in let's try it
0: yeah
1: and we did we just started doing it in homes and, and small meetings and it, it really people took to it and it, and it grew from there yeah but it really started out of a desire for me just like I want I want to practice more of this myself and I know it's more fun to do it with other people mm-hmm. and I know it's helpful like any skill to do it regularly yeah over time that's how you grow and so I was like let's try that model and see what happens and And here I am. I didn't really think I'd be doing like you know more or less full time ministry. That wasn't my plan for my life, but
0: (laughs) as an engineer, here here I am,
1: and (laughs) I have no regrets. I really, I I mean, truly, I love it. Uh, um, Nothing to me the most special thing is. uh, I feel like it's like okay, that's the way I think about it. It's like being invited to a to a show with the really the greatest performer of all time, which is Jesus, Mm -hmm. and having front row seats to that experience and watch him do his work. And then be invited on stage and do it to do it with him. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel with whenever we're doing listening prayer with people. That's kind of how I feel. We're watching people encounter God in very special ways, life transforming ways. And I just so happen to be be able to get to be part of that experience. That's and awesome. it's it's a uh, truly, I am truly blessed.
0: That's so good. So I can already hear people tripping out over a couple of things that you said. So I want yeah. to go back to those. So mm-hmm. when you said, you know, you started, um, you are being taught how to hear from God in ways we don't traditionally think of like using your imagination. Okay. So I have enough training to know what you're talking about, but a lot of people get hung up on that thinking using my imagination. Uh, Okay. Red flag, because I imagine all kinds of crazy sorts of things that are not God, you know? And so, but there are scriptures that talk about, you know, the, the eye of your heart, the eye of your mind, the eye of your understanding actually speak to the original, language actually speaks to imagination and uh prophet phil's a friend of ours he he's the one who trained me in the prophetic and he taught us that uh you know if you tell someone close your eyes picture an apple they can see in their head an apple and he and so he'll do that a few times and he's like this is the tv screen if you will that god shows you things in your with your spirit man and it's your imagination. That's the TV screen. And so can you elaborate a little bit on that? Cause I'm sure you have had to answer that for people before.
1: Yeah, I'll back up a little bit. Um, I like the TV screen, uh, way of thinking about it. Cause that's exactly right. It's, I think that's how, how it's best talked about. Um, so I was doing research. We started doing listening prayer and I had great experiences with it at some point. I'm like, well, I want to start teaching this other people. I was like, for me, I was like, I want to do it with integrity. I want to make sure I'm, I don't want to lead people into something that's not good for them or not biblical. Yeah. Yeah. So I started doing a lot of work around like, what does scripture have to say about this stuff? How do we talk about it? What is this? Um, and let's put some, some meat on the bones in terms of what we're doing here. And, and so I'm to be able to talk about why, why this is okay. Um And then the part of the research realizes like I think there's like over 30 ways that God speaks to people. Wow. And, you know, a lot of Christians will say, yeah, God speaks, but it's only, like, only through scripture, maybe only through nature, maybe through providence. You know, those are, kind of safe zones for most Christians, I would say. But mm-hmm. we started digging into things, we started start looking at the scriptures, like there's a lot going on. Um, you know, you've got dreams all over the place. Yeah. You've got, you know, visions um, going on in scripture, you know, angels, you've got, you know, talking donkeys, you've got <laughs> all story. sorts of crazy stuff <laughs> going on in the scripture. So like, I mean,
0: if you want to be weird about it, get just go yeah. find you a talking donkey.
1: <laughs> yep. And you know, you got audible voices of God, but, you know, I've not had that experience, but that's a possibility. And there's, you know, he's speaking through burning bushes, and like you know, there's just um, just a lot happening. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, does God changed, or is God still the same God that operated that way back wow. then? And yeah. I realized this the more I've got into this, the more I've appreciated. Um, especially I've read like you know, like C.S. Lewis and other folks who are big on C.S. Lewis, like um, whether it's you know, secular people like uh, like a Jordan Peterson, like with maps meaning, or like Leanne Payne who's, who's I love a lot. She's great for like, on the inner, inner healing space. Um, talk a lot about CS Lewis and sort of that deep appreciation of the power of story, mm. uh, the power of, um, kind of myth and symbol. Mm. And so it's just kind of, if we understand the human being, uh, maybe take it out of sort of maybe the the materialistic sort of modernity kind of view of it, where we are mostly focused on the rational mind, mm. um, and understand that human being is much bigger much broader than that and we actually have an intuitive side yeah. a deeper brain so to speak that mm-hmm. operates more in symbol and story and narrative and myth and the power of that and then you realize like okay we also have this imaginative you know, imagination faculty mm-hmm. and even like the power of music and how that moves people and these things speak to a deeper part of the human person yeah kind of bypass more like the rational mind layer um which is also important i want to like you know uh, yeah, I don't want to discard that, but we need to balance that with other parts of our person and creative person. And just like anything, parts of us can be um, used for for evil, and the enemy can leverage those things, mm-hmm. but these things aren't inherently bad. like They're part of who we are, who God created us to be and to operate in, and, mm-hmm. and he can use them. They can be sanctified, yeah. and when we allow him to, to use these faculties, um, he can use them for great good. Obviously, mm-hmm. we let the enemy use these things, and it can be corrupting and, and, and terrible. So I think a lot of it becomes more about like, okay, it's not, let's not demonize parts of us that God has created. Let's, um, yield and submit these things to him and let him use these things as he's, he's intended. And let's learn to discern the difference between, um, you know, even, you know, good and evil, essentially like what, um, realize that there's a lot going on in the person that, um, is not actually, doesn't actually originate with us. Like we, things that are going on in our imaginations, things that are going on in our, in our the way we feel, the thoughts that are coming into our heads. That's all actually not all coming from us. Right. So a lot of that gets put in or amplified um, by God, um, by Satan and his more kind of uh, demonic, you know, you know call a lot of worker bees or whatever. <laughs> um, and then there's stuff coming from our own personality and our own personality. You know, we have, you know we're broken. And
0: or even the people it, around us.
1: It can be, I yeah. think, pick a the of the climate and uh, things, and mm-hmm. and so, so I think a lot of this, you know, this journey is um, learning to embrace what we've got, learn to use those things, and then use use them in a way that God intended, and discern the difference of what's going on. and Like, if I'm starting to feel a certain way, is that was well, that me, or is that coming from somewhere else? Yeah. Um, it's, something came to my mind. Is that, you know, who, where's that from? Where's that originating from? Is that of God? Is that the enemy? You know. Uh, Dropping something in there to 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 get me you know spiraling down some you know some rabbit hole somewhere. Uh, so a lot of what we end up talking about with listening prayers is this idea of uh, learning to look for God in a lot of different places, mm. really opening that up, and then using sharp discernment, um, God-led discernment to determine well what's the origin of these things.
0: Yeah.
1: And then and then look to uh, you know at that point you've got some sometimes just raw revelation, raw information, and now you're looking to interpret it and then apply it yeah, yeah. Uh, but a lot of that process is um yeah if you are just shutting down whole categories of how god might speak then you're really doing a disservice and my story is you know a prime example of that Of, yeah i didn't really think god spoke to me for the first you know 18 years 19 years of my life and once someone opened up the category for me that god could speak through my imagination and my mind's eye it turned everything on for me so right um yeah i feel like the church has kind of done a i don't know i feel like it's again it's kind of a forgotten art somehow big c church i think has kind of dropped the ball in this area and i don't think we're doing a very good job uh, discipling people mm-hmm. in how to do this well i think well, we've kind yeah. of had more a little more of a fear response or something just kind of let's just shut this down we don't trust yeah. it we don't like it and i think and, and sadly i think it's cost us pretty dearly
0: it's true well and i i think um had an important thought. Hold on. It disappeared. (laughs) Where did my whole thought go? Um, Shoot. My brain totally went blank. Okay. Well, I agree with you. I agree. I think, I think, (laughs) I think you're right. I think the, the, uh, oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. I think one thing that's important in developing that discernment that is kind of almost like a foundational practice is that's where I mean, you were talking about like our imagination. We can't shut out aspects of who we are, our soul, our imagination, those things, because I mean, God asks us to love him with all of our heart, all of our mind, which is your cognitive mind, right? Your thinking processes, your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, that inner being and your strength. And so it's like, God expects us to love him with all aspects of who we are. And so being able to introduce knowing God through those other avenues of who we are is really important. But the foundation of discerning those things comes from knowing the word of God. And, yeah. you know, especially I feel like that's the most I always point people to starting with the word of God, as I'm sure you do, too, because that's that's how you learn to recognize the, the tone of his voice, the kinds of things he would say so that you can recognize like, oh, uh, I had a, an imagination about my kid dying in the middle of the street. Oh, that sounds more like fear than hope. That's probably not the Lord, you know? And so Uh being able to discern coming from recognizing God's voice in his word. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, but I I love that, that you're helping people expand in the other aspects of, of, I mean, God, if God made us a certain way, he didn't make us that way just so he can demonize it and we can reject it. You know, there's, there's a redeemed version of every way that God has made us. And so- I love that you're exploring that with this. Um, Okay, so let's dive into uh, what are some applications? We talked about like the five buckets and what this looks like, or maybe even if you want to even maybe define or give a little example of what listening prayer looks like uh, so that as we dive into these, people have a mental picture using their imagination. (laughs)
1: Let's start at the beginning. Start at the basics. Yeah. So in my mind, um, listening prayer is really... um, points to the fact that i actually think prayer is supposed to be a two-way dialogue Mm -hmm. actual conversation back and forth conversation between a person or persons and god i think we've kind of lost that idea with i think prayer has largely been thought of as petition which is basically us asking god for things and a lot of times people kind of minimize or reduce it to that and i feel like in fact actually no that's not actually what prayer is supposed to be prayer is meant to be bigger than that prayer is Meant to be because it goes both directions mm-hmm. and so listening prayer the idea is that we're just putting listening on the front of prayer to remind us that this is the part part of the thing that needs to be happening and is important and mm-hmm. it's sort of been i think kind of neglected and so it's like okay let's make it a practice of of actually being intentional about making that space to do the listening and learn how to learn how to hear god's voice so we can have that conversation yeah. so it's not to say that we we are to ask god for things petition is very important but um, actually, it's actually petitions. Actually, uh, I think uh, made more effective when we're actually listening mm-hmm. about what we should be asking for and how yeah. we should be asking for it. Um, and so, I don't, so that's that's the basics of it. Usually, with listening prayer, what we're doing is uh, my motto at this point is like, "Hey, good questions make for good conversation." Mm. So uh, I found it very helpful, especially when we're first learning to hear God's voice, to be to ask specific questions of God creates a, a kind of a context for to figure out and discern and, and understand what it is that you're receiving back from God. So uh, a lot of times it's just, if you're just starting generically and say, oh, God talked to me, then you, you know, who knows what can happen there. And, and it can be hard to navigate, but we might ask, you know, ask a very simple question like Jesus, like, you know, uh, how much do you love me? Mm. You know, Jesus, what's in your heart for me today? Mm. Jesus, where are you at work around me today? How are you inviting me to join you at work or in intercession? Jesus, how are you praying for this person? Mm. that is on my heart and how would you like me to join you in prayer yeah. and so ask these kind of questions because it just helps i think god these things work best when we're real specific mm. so god has something specific to talk to us about talk to us about now he may change the subject he might have something else on his mind but at least it's a starting point and gets things going i feel like it works really well to do it that way so that's the idea we're just saying listening prayer let's just ask questions and see what happens so we'll ask a question and we'll just listen stop pause and just take inventory of what's coming to us. Uh, What's coming to mind? What am I feeling right now? Uh, What's coming into my mind's eye? Am I seeing something? Are words or spontaneous thoughts starting to stream into my mind? Um, Is a person coming to mind? Is scripture coming to mind? Is a song starting to play? Um, Am I getting sort of an intuitive or urged, it's almost like like a little nudge about something. Uh, so it, it can be intuitive, it can be kind of in one's mind, you know, the, the things that are entering there, it can be uh, a little bit more deep brain intuitive. Uh, you know, it, it can be all, you know, it can be a movie that comes to mind or um, a remembrance of a memory uh, uh, of something that happened. It can be all these things. It's, it's just learning to take note of what's coming. So we take, we observe that, and then we start to kind of a discernment process about like, okay, this is coming to mind, but like, where is this coming from? Mm. Is this God? Is this coming from me? Is this coming from the, the dark side? <laughs> um, and now what am I to do with it? You know, how am I to respond to this? And, you know, what does this mean? Sorry to I was like, what's God trying to, you know, I think this is God, but what's God trying to communicate here? Mm. A lot of times pictures, especially are are not real obvious. You get a picture or a vision of something like a more like a moving multiple pictures or like a, a scene. And it's like, okay, what's I'm seeing this, but so like what's God, what's the message here? What's God trying to communicate? Um and you, so we recommend just continue to ask about it like jesus what do you mean by this why are you showing me this why is this person coming to mind um why is this green or, you know why is this feature you know and you just have that conversation back and forth back and forth until it kind of clears up and then you can move into like all right well is there maybe there may be an obvious application but it might not be You might say, well jesus why you know what do you want me to do with this how are you wanting me to respond mm-hmm. um you know and a lot of times then it's like okay now you've had a good conversation like it's it's you've got some good information, you know, why Jesus, what Jesus is trying to communicate and and what he wants to do with it. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, okay, well, this is, I need to go do this or I need to go, you know, oh, you're asking me to you know, interact with this, go interact with this person, have this conversation or, or pray for this person. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just like, hey, just, it's just an invitation just to respond um, with gratitude or or respond with repentance or or to forgive someone or whatever it needs to be. Uh, that's kind of generally the the process we, we kind of call some of that sort of like a hero's journey mm-hmm. this is sort of this process of transformation you know, the gods whenever we find whenever we're interacting with jesus in this way it's transformative we yeah. change in some way and so it may mean that we have to let go of something move through a new understanding or a new perspective and come out a, a really a different person on the other side and that can happen real quickly it can be a two minute experience or it could be a two-hour experience if you're going through something that looks more like inner healing and deliverance so um, that's
0: so good. I love that. I love that you emphasize the importance of asking questions because in my journey with the Lord, I found that a lot of times he won't give the whole picture up front. He's actually inviting me into a conversation with just a little piece to kind of perk my curiosity. Like I might do that with my husband at the end of the day, like, babe, you won't believe what happened. And I'm actually waiting for him to be like, what happened? <laughs> you know? And yeah. then, and because I want the conversation because it's relational, that's where connection yeah. happens. And the Lord made us that way. Cause he's that way, you know? And I mean, I, I'll, I interpret dreams for people. And uh, a lot of times they'll, they'll have a dream and I'll be like, Hey, I don't, I don't know that this is the full dream. Ask the Lord what yeah. he was, you know, ask the Lord, dig some more questions. And are like, I feel like God spoke this to me, but I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, ask the Lord what to do. with it. <laughs> like he's trying to have a conversation with you right now. And so I love that because a lot of times we'll actually, I think miss out on what God is trying to do or what he's trying to um, draw us into if we just go off of surface value or immediate, uh, Impressions, you know, and we yeah. and we miss actually a much deeper experience with him.
1: I agree. Yeah, he's still a God who speaks in parables and riddles. Yeah, I think there's a proverb that talks about that, like, like it's God's prerogative to speak in riddles and like the king's privilege to seek out meaning or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But I think that's what we're invited into, and I think it's good for us on a number of fronts. But yeah, I think he's God wants to draw us into a relationship, and it's a bit of a test. Like, do you want this? Um, yeah, you know, he, he wants us to seek him out. That's important for I think it's important for us.
0: It's true. I think we
1: get a lot more out of it. I
0: agree. Okay, so let's dive into those five buckets real quick because I wanna sure. I want to make sure that um we don't miss out on the life hack as well. So what are these five buckets or areas of application that you find kind of surface a lot with listening prayer?
1: Yeah, so when we call our 101 class, we talk about listening prayer and we help people learn to hear God's voice, just more in a personal conversation with God. And then there are two when we kind of move towards this kind of larger category of things that can happen when God starts speaking to us about other people. Uh, I think a lot of people jump to the idea of like, Oh, God starts talking to me about someone else. It's about prophecy. That's not necessarily just that, like it can be other things too. So mm -hmm. we find that I kind of put things in about five buckets. There might be more, but these are the five I work with. Uh, I find that when God starts speaking to us about others, uh, the first thing I often find is it's sometimes about relationship. God values relationship, wants a relationship with us wants community and unity uh, within his family, his kids. Mm. And so a lot of times he'll be talking um, to us about how to love one another better, how to Mm. uh, see each other from his perspective, Mm -hmm. how to um, have maybe more grace and mercy, empathy, and compassion for one another, Mm -hmm. how to help us reconcile and forgive, like how to love and just love and serve, and just help us inform us about how we can help each other and build each other up. That's a big part of what's going on. Uh, second thing I see happen is, I guess it's kind of related as uh, I would say group discernment or group guidance. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're getting together, either, you know, whether it's a, a family or a, a church elder board or, or whatever it looks like. A lot of times we have to make decisions together mm-hmm. about what, where we're going, what we think God's uh, leading us into. And so when we get together and we pray and we approach God, um, that process of learning to just kind of seek out his, his guidance, I would call kind of group discernment and God will often speak into that yeah. and lead us where we need to go. Uh, the third, I would say is intercession, mm-hmm. you know, petition is us asking God for things for us, uh, making requests of God uh, for us. It, intercession is more geared towards doing that for others, praying for others, lifting others up, uh, inter, uh, basically advocating for others, um, I guess mediating for others, bringing things before mm-hmm. God uh, on others' behalf. I love to do that with listening prayer, I find it's super effective. Oh, Yeah. We base that off of Romans eight thirty four, which basically says Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. So if Jesus, I'm I mean, I'm kind of a lazy prayer. I'm not a natural prayer, which is the funny thing is like I'm in prayer ministry, but I would have never like prayer. I hated prayer, you know, most of my most of my adult life.
0: Uh-huh. What
1: I found with listening prayers that that's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, like I, like I hate sitting around trying to work through a list. Like I just can't do that, but I can ask Jesus how he's praying, and he'll show us what he's doing and then because we'll just say jesus how are you praying how would you like us to join you in prayer for this person or group yeah and he'll show us and we'll and then when we pray we know we're praying in alignment with god Mm. we know the prayer is likely going to be answered we don't know how but we can go pray with confidence and it doesn't have to necessarily become in a petition form we can just jump on and say jesus we know you're doing this god father god we're on board let's how do we do this Um, yeah and and we and then we may be invited to to be part of the solution. God might say, Hey, you know, okay, great. You're on board with this. Hey, you can help me here. Yeah. You know? um, go, go do this or, or pray in this way, or, you know, we can let him lead how he'd like us to engage. So that's kind of the third bucket intercession. A lot of fun when you're doing it right. Yeah. Um, right. Fourth thing I would say is, um, prophecy mm-hmm. to me, in my mind, prophecy is very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, a prophet is a messenger and the prophecy is a message from God something yeah. on mind God's mind or heart for a person or group that is relaying through a messenger. So if God yeah. may speak to something to us to say, Hey, would you, Hey, would you just, here's a note. Would you pass this note along to <laughs> uh, my kid over there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <And right. laughs> they, they, You know, they need a little, you know, a little, a little uplifting, you know, and my take is that's meant primarily these days for encouragement, comfort uh, for strengthening education. Um, and that's something that is for the benefit of the church. My feeling is that when, uh when prophecy begins to happen it is super helpful because we know it's a sign that god is with us god has something to say about our circumstances yeah Uh, he knows what's going on and he's involved Uh, and we you know we need to know what god has to say and that god's um, you know acting in situations especially when situations are hard Mm. and prophecy is a great tool for that yeah for uh, sure in those circumstances so that's that's the fourth bucket and I would say fifth bucket is just sort of like I would just say ministry, and that's a large bucket. because oh, There's yeah. a lot going on there, but it could be anything from like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I need to teach um, a sermon. Um, what, am, Jesus, what do you want? Mm. What, what, what do you want to have happen here? What, what do you, what do you want me to say? That can be a simple, simple example. Mm. Um, it could be in an evangelism setting. Hey, I'm, you know, uh, I'm talking with this person. Jesus, is there anything you want this person to know? Mm-hmm. Anything you want, anything you kind of we call it power evangelism. Is there anything, you know, is there anything, you know, word of knowledge or something you want to heal? Or how do you want to engage this person in such a way that they would taste and see that you're good yeah. and it would open up a, uh, a deeper conversation about who you are, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be an example. Um, we do a lot of inner healing and deliverance, at least I do. And I'm in that context, I'm listening for like, hey, like what's really going on for this person? root causes. Jesus, what are you trying to do here? How are you trying to help this person? How can I facilitate a conversation with you that would be constructive for this person? Mm. Um, other healing contexts would be like, Jesus, what are you trying to heal here? How do you want to do this? What steps are you, are you wanting to go through for this? Um, yeah, it, it can look a lot of different ways, but basically it's like when we're ministering or partnering with Jesus in the kingdom business, mm. he's he has something, you know, he's, he's involved and he wants yeah. to help us be effective in that, mm. um, whatever, whatever that looks like.
0: And I would, I would probably even put, uh, for all you mamas that are listening, parenting in that category, oh, absolutely. like mm-hmm. when you're ministering to your kids, when they're upset or whatever, like I have found some of my best parenting moments and principles and revelations come from when I take just a moment to stop and get direction first, it's life-changing and game-changing. Okay. Absolutely. That's amazing. Clearly you guys can see there's so much more. I feel like we just took the lid off of this topic. Um, so to satiate your need for more, we're actually going to do a second episode, but we're going to go in life hacks real quick to wrap this episode. And we're going to share with you how you can connect with Eric to get more connected to this uh, training and the stuff he's referencing, but just give us one second and don't go anywhere. Cause we're going into life hacks right now. Okay. So Eric, go ahead. And you, you dumped so much good stuff on us. I know that all we did is just like stir up everybody's appetite for what you're talking about. Give us something super practical in this life hacks section in four minutes or less.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, this is what came to my mind is that we're living a a crazy time. People are a little nuts Uh and it's easy to build up. I would say anger and frustration at one another, Mm -hmm. especially people who are pretty difficult. Um, and so I think forgiveness has been a major theme for us, mm. um, and and even for myself personally, I have to, I have to do this regularly because uh, we're not careful, these things build up, and we just find ourselves cranky, angry, just miserable because we're carrying a lot of frustration, and anger around. Yeah. And so I found that there's a little helpful tool we call it, um, just to help us forgive. Mm. And so I I love to ask the question, and I'll sit down regularly and say, Jesus, like, hey, who do I need to forgive? Mm. Who am I who am I frustrated or angry about? And then I'll work with Jesus and just say, all right, this person's coming to mind. Mm. Jesus, how do you see this person? Oh, how cool. do you feel about them? And if there's a situation that I'm involved with, that person like Jesus, how do you how do you see this this situation from your vantage point? Because I know there's probably things that I I'd like to think I'm seeing things true <laughs> from big art reality, but in reality I know I have my own sort of limited perspective on things and i don't there's a lot i don't know and we find that when we ask these kind of questions jesus is really good about painting and and shifting perspective Mm. and help and even sharing like a little bit about maybe what's going on for that other person which helps shift that person from like oh this person's like my oppressor or this person's you know a terrible person and you begin to see them from jesus kind of viewpoint Mm. and it's like realize that Mm. they're his kid too yeah. And there's things that are probably driving, you know, even if they're doing terrible things, there's reasons for it. Yeah. Um, and something driving that, and it, you might get some insight into what is actually kind of going on for the person, mm. which for me really releases empathy and compassion for the person. Yeah. And sort of a understanding it's like, oh, well, I'm, they're not all that different from me, mm. and maybe I have put them in sort of an aggressor category, and I feel like the victim, and it sort of like e- equals that back out, which is very empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes forgiveness a lot easier. So, like, okay, I'll, oh, I, I can see their situation. Oh, I wasn't seeing things from that point of view. That makes sense. You know, I I don't need to hold on to this anymore. I'll, I want I can forgive. Mm. Um, so, I for, in these times, I feel like that's a very important tool. Just be able to live free of all that, um, yeah. and be able to deal with even really difficult people with a with kind of a lightness and a grace that you know really only God can 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 help us find. That's so Um,
0: true. I love that. So then, so your question is that you ask, if you're seeing the need to pursue forgiveness with somebody is Jesus, who do I need to forgive today? Let's say you don't even realize you've got somebody, but you just are like wanting a clean heart. Maybe you've been cranky and you're like, what's underneath this? Maybe unforgiveness. Jesus, who do I need to forgive today? And then Jesus, how do you see them? And then intentionally looking at them through the eyes of the Lord. And you're right. That does bring compassion back into the picture it kind of melts any pride that we might be looking at them through the eyes of and i can see how that would bring peace and even redemption back into the situation taking the time to look at people with the lord's eyes that's awesome that's powerful Mm -hmm. that's powerful now you guys listen we're sharing really good ideas here don't just listen to these good ideas and then be like wow i feel so brilliant now that i have all these great ideas and do nothing with them (laughs) Uh, go and make it your goal in the next 24 hours to implement something that you walked away from this episode with, and then that will help, uh, it in your heart. And the more that you practice this, the more that it will become second nature and it will begin to literally transform your life. You are meant to be in partnership with the Lord. Okay. So Eric, before zoom shuts us off, how can people get connected to you?
1: Well, the best place is our website. Everything happens to there. It's listeningprayerworkshop.com. Okay. We run uh, three to four Zoom workshops uh, each month on various topics and applications of listening and prayer. We have our 101, which is a great place to start, but we kind of rotate that through with something called current events. We do our 201 there. We do an intercession workshop. Um, you're welcome to come out. It's a free workshop. It's, uh, you know, it's West Coast times, but um, we have folks that join us from all over, uh, They're free. All are invited. If you want to come practice with us, uh, we'd love to have you.
0: That's amazing. Eric, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. It was such a blessing to have you. And I'm looking forward to part two. So you guys make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss part two of listening prayer. Eric, you have a wonderful week. Don't go anywhere, you guys. Go subscribe and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple and He wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.